Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Gimel in Shekalim. We will beginning. We will be beginning from the top line of Daf Gimel Amud We mentioned the Mishnah Metaknin et Derachim v'Terachavot v'Et Mikvot Amayim v'Osim Kol Terachim Arbim. So one of the things that we do on the 15th of Hadar is the following. Number one is we fix the roads. Number two is we fix the, the highways. And we fix the mikvaot. And we do all the needs. Now, all the needs is a very general word. The Gemara is going to now define what all the needs are. Says Gemara, Elohen Tzorchet. Ivan, uh, Eli, you called Ivan, right? Yeah, let me try to call me back. Maybe he okay, no, if he's calling, he, he's going to call you back, he said, right? Yeah, he said he'll call me in a few. Okay, when he calls, it's good. Fine. Let's go. Right? Elohen These are the Surkhabim. Danin Dinem Amanot. We will do money laws. Vidinen Fashot and life laws. Think you know, we will we will judge those cases. Dinem Makot cases that you can get Malkut. Upodin Orkin Vikalmim Vahekteshot. And we can redeem when a guy says, Erki alai, my value on me, Kharamim, something is, is given to the Beit HaMikdash, Hekte Short is a guy who maktish, the value is something to the Beit HaMikdash, Mashkin et sota, we will give, we will make a sota, drink the water, these are things that are called Sarkhe Rabim, Vishokhin et para, and we will burn a, a para aduma, if we happen to have one, Vorfim egla arufa, and we will do Egla Arufa, which means if you find a dead guy outside the city, you could you chop off the head of a cat of, of a of a calf. Virotzin Eved Ivri, and you could make a hole in the ear of an Eved Ivri if he decides he wants to stay by his master too long. We could also purify a guy who has Sarat. We also take off the lock from the waters. It seems like they used to have public wells. And the public wells during the rainy season, when there's a lot of water available, they would lock them because they wanted to save the water for the dry season for everybody. So because during the rainy season, everyone could go take from a brook someplace. During the dry season, there are no brooks. So they locked the wells, and now on the 15th of Adar, when it's getting close to the dry season, they would unlock the wells. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we do not put it back till the end of the winter. Taman Tanina. Over there we learnt, meaning in Moed Katan we learnt, Mashkin Betashluhin. We mentioned by the laws of Cholomoed that you're allowed to water your field, which is an irrigation field. It also says that you're allowed to mark the graves on Cholomoed. So we're asking a question. Didn't we say in our Mishnah that the graves are supposed to be marked in Adar? Our, our Mishnah says that graves are marked in Adar. We put lime on it so everyone should, the Kohenim should know not to go there. So if we just did it in Adar, why during Cholomoed are we going to have to redo it? It was just done. I understand after the whole rainy season, so the rain washes away the lime, we have to put it again, I understand. But now, we just did Adar, 15th of Adar, how many weeks later from the 15th of Adar is, is, is Cholomoyed? It's like a month later. We're already doing it. Says the Gemara, will explain the Mishnah, they had a late rain that year, and it washed it away. The Mishnah that says he did Cholomoyed is talking about a year where they had a late rain, that a, a, a big rainstorm that washed it away. Okay. It says, "If you have seen Afal Kelaim, he says that the the, the we, we mentioned that the Betin go, sends people out also for Kelaim, also to get rid of the the wheat, the the things that grew in the field too close to each other, to tell everyone that they have to get rid of it out of their field, because 
during this time is the time when the things start sprouting, and you might notice when, when you plant the seeds, you might not notice, but but now that the things are sprouting, so you might notice that some uh, wheat grew too close to your grapes, and you'll go and you'll uproot it. We, we make an announcement. Everyone should go check your fields, make sure that there's nothing there. Okay. Tipater, let's explain this. We're talking about a year where it was late. Oh, so we ask a question. It says in Moed Katan, in Moed Katan it says that you go out on, on Cholom Moed to tell people about the climb. Didn't we just say also the same question? We just said here that we were in the Amish, now that you go on the 15th of Adar. Why are you going out on Cholom Moed? Tipater will explain the Mishnah. It's talking about a year where it was a late growth. And therefore, and therefore, the the sprouts were not obvious on the 15th of Adar. So on 15th of Adar they went, but there was nothing out yet. They, they came because they always come, and that's why they have to come again. Now they can ask the question. Where do we see from the Pesukim that you have to mark graves? Okay? Says the Gemara. From a place called Barat Chavrin. And Rabbi Yossi Amrila, Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yaakov Baracha B'Shem Rabbi Chanuna Debrat Chavrin, Rabbi Chizkiya Rabbi Uziel B'Reid Rabbi Chanuna Debet Chavrin, B'Shem Rabbi Chanuna Debet Chavrin. It's my chlokir who said all these things. The Pasuk says, by Metzora, V'tameh Tameh Yikra. Thank you, Harry. Tameh Tameh Yikra means that a person who is, I get two. One, one is for the beginning and one is for the end. This one's for the beginning, one is warm, this one is for the end, otherwise too hot. Okay. Huh? Me, like, no, you get nothing. <laughs> you have to get your own. Okay? Now, um, yeah, I saw you eyeing it. That's why I had to tell you before. Okay? Uh, <laughs> it says, by, by, by the guy who gets Sarat, it says he has to call out which means when he sees anyone, he has to tell everyone that he's Tameh. That's a guy who gets sarat. So just like we see, the guy who gets sarat has to avoid you from getting next to him and getting tamefied because if even before uh, we had social distancing, we had social distancing, okay, and we had masks. The chachamim knew that when you talk, technically, tiny drops of saliva do 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 spread. go for, do spread, and therefore, it, since the the saliva of a guy who has sarat makes you tameh. They, he had to call out Tame Tame, so you stay far away from him. Okay. Correct. So the guy who sinned, once he gets Salat, he has to stay outside the city until he gets purified. But if a Sadiq is next to him, he can get Tame, right? He, I mean, from, from he, 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 no, you, a Salat can give Tumah all over the place. If he t- touches something, gets Tame. Oh. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get the physical Salat, but you get Tame. You get Tame, you have to go to Mikveh. You don't get Salat. If if you felt to touch you, saliva. Yes. Okay. So he has to call out tameh tameh beforehand, so you, so you know he's tameh not to get too close. Like basically, you're like exposed. Right. 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 So from the fact that the pasuk says he has to call out tameh tameh, we figure out this. If we have to do that for a guy who's salat, we should also have to do to mark the grave so the kohanim don't go next to it. Right. That's the the logic. Got it. So the Tumah will call out in his mouth and you say, stay away, and tell you, stay away. <coughs> says the following. It's a different Pasuk. It says, Pasuk in Yechezkel says that they saw a human bone and they built a They built a grave site over the the bone. So you see from there that you have to make one. Okay. Etzem, Michan, From here we see that you have to cover cover a bone. Adam, when you see the word Adam, There you see that if you see a skull or a spine, you have to cover it as well. Ubana, Mikan, so too, you also have to put a, a, a thing over a gravestone. You have to put a, a, a sign over a gravestone because all those things make you tameh. 
אף היא הולכת ומטמאה במקום אחר. If you're talking about a, grain, a, 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 a gravestone that is not attached, then that's a problem because it might roll somewhere else and uh, people might think that the, that the grave is somewhere else. Because if you have a detached gravestone, what happens if it gets kicked or, or moved and you marked it as, in white as if it's a grave and now it gets moved somewhere else and now... People think that there's a grave there when there's no grave. Now, who cares? You're being extra strict, so be extra strict. No, there's a problem. Because let's say you have a Kohen walking around with some Tinuma, and he sits on the gra- on this stone, and he says, oh, 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 or he passes over the stone, and he says, oh, I went over a grave. I have to burn this Tinuma. Now, the Tinuma really doesn't have to be burnt because the grave still moved, and it's not really the right spot. Did you get what I just said? Yeah, I just don't understand how. Aren't there wars? I mean, don't people pass away and die in, in the so and so? There's dead people all over the floor. No, I mean, under the everywhere. Well, well, no, there's no. Hold on, no, no, no. That, that's not true. There's not dead people all over the place. No, we only bury people in graveyards. No, I'm saying in wars, Jews against the Romans. I mean, there's wars. I mean, you know, I mean, when there's wars, there's we take all the Jewish dead bodies and we bury them in, in graves. We don't just leave people wherever they are. Just leave, leave dead people. No, no, there's not always dead bodies. No, no, that's not how it works. No, no, we, 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 we dead bodies. We take care of them. We don't just, if a guy dies on the Parkway, people die all in car accidents. People die in car accidents. Just bury them right on the third lane of the Parkway. No, we take them to the graveyard. You tell me in World War II when there's millions of people dying, they put them all in graveyards? No, they dig a hole, they put them in there, and they go and they move on. Okay, so you're you're agreeing with Harry? Yes. Okay. I hear the chaffet. So let me explain to you. Even in World War II, if you you go to France and you'll see that there is. You know what I'm saying? Understand that only Jewish people cause Tumam Oh, okay. That's first of all. Second of all... That's part of it. Second part of it is even in World War II, you could go to go to France and you'll see, you'll see cemeteries with tens of thousands of people buried. Unmarked graves, just, just, just crosses, or, or, crosses or stars. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. If we can, again, if we can't, we can't. But, 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 but no, they don't recognize. The, the, the rule about civilized people is that we bury people in graves. No, but let's say let's say that's how it works. We don't just let's say there's like we don't just leave their bodies around. There's like a group of soldiers going. One of them gets shot. What are they going to do with him? They dig a hole, they bury no, him, they and they move on. No, they don't. They so what do they do? They carry him. They have a system. They carry him back. They take care of him. But even 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 uh, most of the time, even when you find enemy bodies, you bury them. No, it's fine, right there. No, no, they yeah. have a graveyard. They find yeah. the graveyard, they put everyone in the graveyard. There's these graves all over this. I feel like you've been lied to the whole life. Yeah, right? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Listen, I can't say it in the heat of a crazy battle, but even after every battle, they, the people go and they bury the grave. Everywhere, it was just bones. No, no, it's not like that. Okay. Oh. Now, it could be the unmarked grave, but in general, we, in Israel, we try to mark all the graves. We have Kohanim, we take care of them. That's how it works. Okay? okay? Now... So again, we have a problem because if you have a gravestone that's un- unattached to the ground and you mark it and then it rolls, you might cause a Kohen to think he's Tamer when he's not and he'll, he'll burn to Ruma. So the Pasuk says, It's law. Next to him, the Makom Ta'ara, teaching you that it has to be on the place itself. In other words, they put it right next to the grave. Which means we teach you from there that you don't just mark the actual grave; you mark the area next. So this way, you go, you know when they, when you, you know how to avoid going onto the grave because right. the going over the grave is a problem. Tzion mechin l'tzion. Okay. Now we have a bright to connected. Matzah even achata mitzuyinet. If you found one stone that was marked with lime. Even though we don't know for sure, you don't know for sure because usually you do you, you you mark off next to it, not on it itself. If you if a person goes over it, if a kohen goes over it, tameh becomes tamehified. Because we assume that there might be a, a body under it. Hayushtayim, if there's two um, stones right next to each other, hamahilalem, if a person um, goes over them, tahor, he's tahor. Why? 
because you could assume that there's that that the two stones are let's say oh here let's say these two these two phones right so if I have let's say these two phones are white white stones that are marked right if a guy goes over one of them a kohen walks over one of them he doesn't come to a fair fight because we're assuming that these two white stones are there to mark off a grave that's in between them because we said we do it right next to it therefore going over one of them there's no grave under this so I should be still okay you got it if it looks like people, um, somebody was plowing in between, right? So then you assume that the guy knows what talking. Then we assume that each one are their own graves, and then, then you become Tameh. And then on top of them will be Tameh. Okay. Tani. We learned. And Mitzayin Alabasad. Meaning, you don't mark off a place if you bury a part of a human body that has no bones and just meat. We will not put a, a, a thing over it because we assume that the, that part will com- be completely decomposed and it won't be there anymore at all. Just skin, no? Um, it says by you, skin? Just flesh. Flesh. Flesh is not skin. Flesh is meat. Okay? Muscle. He asked in front of Ramana. He said, How could it be? Is, aren't you worried that until, until it gets decomposed, it'll be a problem? It's very important. It's, we'd rather to mess up people for a little bit than to mess up things forever because since making an extra grave is not like nothing if you put a grave or, or if you put a marking on this thing they're going to keep that marking forever and therefore every time a Kohan's going to go over it he's going to burn the burn the the the, the tenumah that that he's holding with him because he's going to think he's got a real grave and really uh, already a month later that everything's eaten up and therefore we'd rather have a mess up now for a month than have a mess up forever Okay. This is a bad concept. Yeah, you can't say I was a mess up. We have, we have no choice. There's only two options. Option is mark the grave or don't mark the grave. Right? So, mm-hmm. so what's the point of always burying people? It's always going to put a coin at risk for the future. No, we have to bury the people. What are we going to leave them on the top? We have to bury them. We're going to mark it. You don't understand any life. We're marking every grave. This is a grave with just flesh. So the just flesh grave means it's only going to be there for six months. And therefore, we have this problem. In a regular grave, the, the bones going to be there forever. We have to mark it. You mean mark it with a tombstone? Mark it with a tombstone and lime. Now, if you put a tombstone and lime on it, so people are going to continue, continue keeping it lime, limeified forever for the next t- thousand years. They're not going to remember. Oh, this one was just flesh, and we should stop after a little while. They're going to keep marking it forever. And every time a kohen goes over it, he's going to burn. The tinumah that he's holding. And that burnt tinumah is, is unnecessary burnt. You're not allowed to burn tinumah for no reason. So what's the conclusion? You bury without marking? Correct. Mm-hmm. How long does it last until it gets eaten up? Who knows? I don't know. But why is he burying it there? If he has a chance to bury it, go bury it in the graveyard. Even, even in the graveyard. I'm saying even in the graveyard. Yeah. Oh. I thought the client's not even allowed to enter the graveyard. No, he can't enter the graveyard as long as he doesn't go over his grave. Okay, so he's allowed to enter it as long as... We say don't go near the grave because we're worried, but technically he can go in the graveyard as long as he doesn't go over any graves. Yeah. Okay. okay. New Mishnah. That's what, they, that's what they do. This is the Yerushalmi, buddy. Oh, we're learning Yerushalmi right now? This is Yerushalmi. You notice there's no Rashi or Toswat on the side? Yeah, it was such a different looking dove. Yep. Yep. Welcome to Yerushalmi world. This is the... <laughs> But the cover says Talmud Bavli. Uh, does it? Should not. Does. Okay, so on in, in the Matifta it says Talmud I don't know why it says Talmud Bavli. It's a mistake. I don't know why they wrote that. That's weird. You're right. Yeah. Oh, no. If you go to the opening page, I guess they don't want to change the look. But if you go to the opening page of your, of your art scroll... Second page. It says from Talmud Yerushalmi as yeah. it appears in Talmud Bavli. Uh-huh. Yep. There you go, folks. Okay. 
you don't have because that's Pesachim. You're looking at Pesachim. I know, I know. I'm looking to see if I can find the Pesachim coming to each part. Do they have one even? Go two pages before this. No, two pages. No. Yeah, one more. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Says the Mishnah. Amr Biyuda. Barishunah hayu okrin umashrichim lefnehem. Mishnabu ovre avra hayu okrin umashrichim lefnehem. Hetkinu shiyu mafigim et kol asadeh. So we said before that they used to go around and telling everyone to get the stuff out of their field. Now, are you allowed to bury something so low that the time it doesn't reach all the way up, or as much as deep as you go, it always reaches? It doesn't make a difference how far you you go. You go. The only difference is if you have a, if you have an airspace of a tefach on top of it, then then it traps it. Then it traps it. Right, so sometimes in Israel, when they when they when they have old graves that they find, they have to build a road. The the rabbis get on top of them that they should build the road with a, with an airspace, one type of airspace, and then Kohanim can walk over the road. And in Israel, they actually do it. Yes. Okay. Now, we said that they they come around. The 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 the, the messengers of Bidin come around sometimes, and they find that guys didn't get rid of the stuff. So what, what would they do when they found that a guy's got climb in his yard and he didn't take care of it? So in the beginning, they used to, the, the, they used to go and the betin would go and rip out the stuff for you. They'd rip out the, the offending wheat and throw it out. And they'd, throw, and, they'd, and they'd throw it in front of the people's houses. Here, look, you didn't take care of it. There were a lot of Ovrevra people who said, Hey, great, you want to pull out, pull out my weeds and do my, t- take care of my work for you? Why should I do it myself? I'll wait till the betin comes around and does it for me. Right, and and they would feed it to the animals. Be perfect. So that instead of doing that, they would the, the, the betin would pull out the stuff. But instead of feeding it to the putting it in front of the guy, they could feed it to his animals. They would throw it onto the highway. This way, if they throw it on King's Highway, so now it's not available. It gets all crushed, and this way, the guy loses out on the thing that he could have gotten by by if he would, if, to feed his animals with it. Right, right. And then when people were still doing it, they would come and say, no. after a while, people said, okay, so I won't feed it for my animals. But at least I don't have to go bother and, and waste my, my energy pulling out the things. Let the, the rabbis do it for me. Then the rabbis made a new rule. New rule is, if we find that you didn't do it, we're being mafkir your field. We make your whole field have kid. And then you lose everything. And then I guess the people, I'm assuming the people got the message after that. Okay? Sounds like school, no? No, Shlomo? Okay. <laughs> Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, we mentioned the Mishnah. Tani, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Barishunah hayu okrim umushalchim lefnehem. They used to turn in front of them. They were smechim shnei smechot. They were double happy. Achat shiu menashchim sedoem. One is because you 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 took the stuff out of the field. Vachat shiu nenim menaklim because they're enjoying giving it to the animals. Mishrabu avrevela. When the people did a lot of avirot, hayu mashchim al derachim. They would throw it on the highway. They were still happy. Because you fixed their field for them. <coughs> so we, they made a, uh, a rule that they got, the guy made, made the whole field have care, and the guy lost his whole field after that. Now, the Gemara wants to know. Once you mentioned that we have the power to mafkir the field, this is the first time it was mentioned. Where do the rabbis have the right to make someone's field have care? Now, when you make someone's field have care, Besides for the fact that the guy's losing his field and anyone could come take his stuff. There's another thing. Healthcare fields are patur from Tirma. So while the guy owned the field, he has to separate Tirma to the Kohen and Maser to the Levi. Once the field is healthcareified, okay, first of all, now any Shlomo Shai can walk in and take whatever he wants in the field. But if the owner goes into the field, he doesn't want to separate Maser. He doesn't need Maaseh because it's not his. He can take everything he wants. Or... Right. But so, but so can everyone else. Right. Right. Okay. So our question is, where do you see that Betin has the right to hefkerify a field and thereby making it Maser, not Maserable? Right. How do you know that the Betin, maybe Betin could say all they want, but it still owes Maaseh. Right, we can make rules and not and, and be tough on you and say you can't touch your field, but how do we take the Maserify off it? The Maser rules off it. Maser rules off on the Torah. How do the rabbis come and say, This guy's this guy's not listening, okay, we're gonna take away well, take away what you want, but what, what, what you know what, what does that do with Torah rules? Okay? Okay. 
מנין שהפקד בטין הפקד, דכתיב, כי זה צז, וכל אשר לא יעבור לשלוש השנים, כעצת עשרים הזקנים יחרם. כל רכושו, וכי יבדל מכל הגולה. אוקיי, there was a story by Ezra, that there were Jews who were marrying goyim wives. Okay? And no one knew it was Asur. So they wanted to get everyone to come to the Beit HaMikdash to make an announcement that everyone has to divorce their wives if you're married to these ladies. So how did they get them to come? They made an announcement that anyone who doesn't come to this meeting, we're going to have to care of fire field. Okay? And you see from there that you can have care of fire. Okay? And, and we're also going to put him in Chedem. So you see that they have power. How do you know that it's Patu from Maser when they do that? Maybe they're just taking away, but it's still not Patu from Maser. Okay? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yonatan, Rabbi Yitzhak, Baracha, Shema, Mimin Hada. He said, I learned it from here. Where is he learning from? There's a rule in the Brighta that when you're making a leap year, which means you're adding a month, you can't do it during a Shemitah year or a Motzeh Shemit year. Now, we didn't explain exactly how we're learning from it. We'll see that in a second. But the rule is you can't make a leap year on Shemitah and not on the year after Shemitah. Let's see why. But if you did it, it works. This one that you added, which means, let's say the guy adds a month onto Shemitah. Right? For example, uh, Betin is supposed to add Adars, but this Betin is not following the rules, and they're going to add an extra month of Elul. So you have a Shemitah year, the Shemitah year is going along, no one's allowed to plant anything. And the Betin breaks the rules and adds a month to the, to the, to the, to the, to the year. It makes two Elul's. Okay? So that Elul is going to be still Shemitah, right? And if it's still Shemitah, that means that, you, that all the things that are growing that time are Patur from Maaser. So you see that Betin has the power... To take to, be, to to take away the laws of Maaser from someone, so we can learn from there. Just like the Betin has the power to extend the month illegally, and they, they're not supposed to. But if they do extend it illegally, they have the power to take off Maaser from fruits. So too, they could do it over here when they say after Betin there, they could also do it. That's what you want to bring in proof, okay? Nicha Shviit. Now the Gemara wants to know why is it that you can't add a month to Shemitah or Motzei Shemitah? Nicha, I understand Shemitah Shviit because we have a simple reason. You don't want to make Shemitah too long. Hazat on the people. You're making it too long for them. You're making Shemitah as hard enough as it is. You're going to make it longer. That's why the rabbis don't want you to to add a month over there. Okay, but Motzei Shemitah, why? Why can't you add a month to Motzei Shemitah? Why do the rabbis make that rule? Amar Rabbi Boon, Rabbi Boon says. We don't want to mess around with Isur Chadash, which means there's the Isur of Yashan. You know what Yashan or Chadash is? Ever hear of this? People only eat Yashan. Okay, so what does it mean only eat Yashan? That means that they, that they won't eat Chadash flour because the Halakha is in Israel for sure that no wheat is allowed to be used until the second day of Pesach. Yeah, okay. Yashan. You've heard that, right? Okay, good. Good. So that's 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 a rule in, in Israel for sure, and in America, many people keep it as well. Now, the problem is, is that on Shemitah, no one's planting their stuff, and even stuff that's planted after Shemitah only becomes mutar after Pesach. So if we if on Motzei Pesach we're going to extend the year and make it an extra month over there, Hazat on the people because of Hadash, you can make Hadash even longer. Too hard. You can't do it on Motzei Shemitah. Okay? Good, let's do it. Shemitah Yisur Hadash. Reb Zeir B'Shem Reb Elazad says, Hadad Atamar, this that you said, that we can't make Shemitah longer, that's before Reb Yudah Nasi allowed importing vegetables. 
Once Rebbe allowed the importation of vegetables to Israel, then then they, they, they're allowed to add anything to Shemitah or any other month, any other year. Shemitah is not any different because once you're allowed to import vegetables, so it's not a problem. People are not, people are not, not in trouble anymore. It's not like they're living only on domestic produce. This that we said that you can't extend Motzeh Shemitah, that's only when the years are regular. But nowadays, where the, the years are not normal, and now the, the crops don't rop, ripen anyway till after Nisan is over, because the years are weird these days, then then you can add a month to Motzeh also because there's no difference. Tani... Tani, we learned in the Brayta. Shabbat Ibura. One time, Ravan Gamliel, they made they made a a, a leap year. Motzei Shemit Miyad right away on Motzei Shemitah. So you see that nowadays things are different. Amar Abun. in Minhada. If you want to learn from this, let Atshama Mineklum. You can't learn anything from this. You know why? Meaning he's saying. Once we explain this whole baita, we, again, we were trying to say that the the proof that hefker betin hefker is from the fact that they can extend a a a, 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 a shemitah year, even if they. I'm saying they're not allowed to, but if they did it, it works. So you see that hefker betin could make something hefker. Rabbi Abun doesn't like that proof. He says, "In minhada, if you want to prove it from there, let atshama minekloom. You can't learn anything from there. It says shamor chodesh aviv. It says." That's because the Pasuk specifically says you have to guard the month of the spring. It has to come in the right time. And therefore, since when the rabbis are making an extension of the leap year, they're doing it in order to fulfill a mitzvah deoraita of guarding the month of the spring, therefore you can't bring a proof from there to a case where a guy, where, where a guy is just not following the rules to uproot his klayim and you have care between his stuff. Just because it works when Betin is doing a mitzvah doesn't necessarily work when the guy is just not listening to us, right? You you can't bring a proof from Betin making an extra month the wrong time because when they make an extra month the wrong time, yes, they're making it inconvenient for people, but they're doing a mitzvah deoraita of 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 making sure that to make the solar year together with the lunar year, like the Pasuk says, You can't compare that to a case where the guy didn't want to uproot his thing because the guy's a smart aleck and he wants to he wants to get the Betin to do his weeding for him, right? And, and you're, gonna, you're gonna compare the case of Betin that Betin works when they're doing a mitzvah de oraita to a case where Betin is just trying to keep everyone in line? How do you know that the two things are connected? You following that? Yeah. So he's not buying it. You with me, Eli? Yeah, but I'm here. I'm just getting to the cover. I'm here. Okay. If so, where do we know it from? Mars says, no, we know it from the following. It says, Okay, so let's give a little introduction to this. There's something called leket. Leket means that people have the right to go uh, the anim, poor people have the right anything that got dropped in the hand picking of a field the anim could come around and pick it, it's called leket so if, if a guy while he's picking the field drops some wheat that wheat that's on the floor belongs to the anim why can't he, why can't he just pick it up himself? The Jews, that's one of the rules that anything you drop you have to leave on the floor for the, for the, for the anim okay? it's called leket okay? now what happens if the owner of the field decides that he's going to make a pile of all his own grain on top of a field that the anim didn't get to come to pick the leket off. So underneath the bottom is anim own stuff, and you put a big pile of your stuff on top. Now what? Okay. So since the we have a knas that all the grain that's touching the floor belongs to anim now. Okay. Okay. Because since you decided to be a smart aleck and you don't care nothing about the anim, okay, all your stuff that's on the bottom belongs we to the, the Jews to do that. Belongs to the anim. Okay. <laughs> So you see over there that Betin is mafkir, the guy's stuff. Right? And they said in the name of Rish Lakish, that's Bet Shammai's law. 
Only Bet Shammai allows it. The Bet Hillel, Anim Ochlim Wasim. Bet Hillel holds that the Anim take it. Yes, they take everything on the floor, but they have to give Maasin on it. Because it's not, it doesn't become automatically completely this. Yes, it's a Kanas, but it doesn't become automatically this. Right? And the Amalei Rabbi Yossi, I don't understand that. Leket food, food. food, leket food doesn't have to be maaser. Not all food is chayav. The, the owners on on top. The the maaser is only given on your stuff and only on your stuff after you crate it and make it ready for selling. Even your stuff is not chayav maaser until you crate it. So technically, if a guy would go in the field and just take a, a grape off the field, you don't need maaser from it. Okay. Only when the grapes are in cases and ready to sell, that's when the chayav maaser uh, hits. So now the aniim stuff um, should be chayav according to Bet Shem, according to Rish Lakish. Bet Shammai is the only one who says that it's patur maser. But Bet Hillel holds the aniim can eat what's on the bottom, the knas, but they have to take maser because they, you see the Bet Hillel holds that Tzadikamim doesn't make it have care. They just give it to them. Just transfer ownership. Right. <laughs> exactly. But Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi disagrees, and he says, Shemanu shehu patu I heard that according to, everyone agrees patu ma'asir because of kanasa. I disagree with you that Bet Hillel doesn't agree. I hold that everyone holds that once it's a kanasa, it's patu ma'asir. Yes. Therefore we see that whether according to Rish Lakish or whether according to Rabbi Yossi, when it says it's anim, it's included by two maaser, and therefore we see that it works. Okay, new mishnah. Okay, v'chamisha sarbo on the fifteenth of Adar shulchanot yoshim b'medina. Okay, they used to have money changers sitting in all over the country because you had, people had to bring the shekelim, the half a shekel. Not everyone had half a shekel coin with them. So the Bedin would have automatically official money changers who would sit in the marketplace of every city. You live in Haifa, okay, the money changer. It's the 15th of the day. Oh, the money changers are here. You walk down the marketplace, and right in front of somebody's pharmacy, oh, the money changers are sitting over there. What is he doing here? Oh, it must be the time to get, to get you to trading coins, do machsita shekel, okay? Shukhanot ayyum medina. On the 25th of Adar, which is the, close to the 1st of Nisan, then Yeshua Mikdash, they used to put the money changes in the Beit Mikdash already. Even in the Beit Mikdash, they were there to make sure everyone sees it and they know to come and bring their Shekalim. Once, once the, the money changes in the Beit Mikdash, that's when they start taking collateral from people. Yani, at that point, if a guy didn't give his his master shekel, they start coming to your houses and, stay, and, and taking your, your lamp. Right? All of a sudden, you come to your house, where's my lamp? My favorite lamp. Oh, the guys from Betin came, they said you didn't give the shekel, they took, they, they're holding your lamp till you give your shekel. Okay, that's called mashkinim. Okay? Mm-hmm. When does that start? Once they come to the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? At me mashkinim, who do they take collateral from? Who's, who, who comes home and missing their lamp? Levi'im v'Yisraelim. Only a Levi. Or Yisrael, v'girim and a convert, v'avadim mishukhanim and freed slaves. All these guys, avalon nashim, but not women, v'avadim and not slaves, who every kani, uktanim and not 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 minors, v'chol katan shetchil avil l'shkol al yado. But any minor that the father started to give mahasita shekel for him, so if you have a kid, my father, I'm so happy. I'm giving a shekel for my kid. Once you started, and shuv and posek, your father's not allowed to stop. Once you start giving mashkita shekel for a kid, you can't stop. Okay. When people ask me on, on Puri morning, do they have to give mashkita for the kids? I tell them you don't have to, but if you, it's good to, and if you do, you can't stop. You know, I already did. I started this year already. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's only fifty cents. I think you can pull it off. Don't zechah mashkita shekel. Okay, I'm gonna be done. Oh wait, hold on. And mashkimet kohanim shalom, but kohanim we don't take their lamps because of the ways of peace. We'll see what the Gemara will see what this means. Why the kohanim we don't take the lamps? Okay. Amar Bivda, he eat ben Bukhri b'yavne. Ben Bukhri made a 
takana in Yavne. He testified in Yavne. Kol Kohen Shokel, any Kohen who who gives machazit a shekel, he didn't do a sin. He's allowed to do it. Look, it's not true. Now, now you, you said a guy who gives a, a guy who give a Kohen who gives didn't do a sin? The opposite. A Kohen who didn't give in, didn't did a sin. You, meaning Kohen has to do it, 100 percent the Kohanim, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai says, the Kohanim, the reason why they think that they're patur is because they're, they're learning this pasuk the wrong way. What pasuk are they learning the wrong way? They say, Every mincha of the Kohen, anytime you have a mincha that's offered by a Kohen, Kalil, who has to be completely burnt on the Mizbeach, nobody eats it. And they figure, since the Omer, Kurbana Omer, and the Shtehalechem Lechemanim, Kurbana Omer is the one that allows the Chadash. These are public Kohanim, public ones. And they're bought from the money of the Shekalim. And since we're supposed to eat them, and if we give them a Hasita Shekel, it'll be partially ours. And the Minchat Kohen. It's not allowed to be eat it. We won't be allowed, we won't be allowed to eat the korban Omer. Therefore, we don't want to give the shikalim. This is from the, the, the Kohanim messing up on the pasuk. They're understanding the pasuk that it's supposed that because since any mincha of a kohen is not allowed to be eaten, they're understanding that that also should be included in a public korban that the Kohanim have a portion of. Because they, they gave in a little shekel, so they're being bought with their money. And since the Torah says we have to eat them, so therefore we can't give in. But that's not true. Really, only if the Kohen, Kohen does it alone, it can't be offered. But if he's part of a public, of course it can be in. And therefore that's why they don't give in, but they're wrong, and they're supposed to give in. If they don't do it, they do the sin. Okay? Good. Now, we said in the Mishnah, and We said we're not allowed to take, take uh, lamps from kids. It sounds like we do ask them, it says we don't take a mashkon, but it sounds like we do demand it from them. Yes, we don't take their lamps, but it sounds like we do ask him for it. That's if the kid already brought two hairs. It means he's 13 already. Okay? That's when we demand him. But if he's last, he didn't bring two hairs yet. We don't ask him for anything. We don't take any... any Collateral from the guy until he's 20. So there's three different levels of guys. Um, till he brings two hairs, we don't ask him for anything. Even Okay? Once he brings two hairs, he's and we ask him, but we don't take a mashkon, because only midrabanan. And once he's 20, we he's midoraita, and we take away the guy's lamps. Collateral. Collateral. Good? Are we clear over here or no? This is what we say in the Braita. The Braita switch, switches the language. Our Mishnah says we don't take away from a Kohen because of Darke Shalom, because of ways of peace. In the Braita, they have a different version. The Braita's version says we don't take away from the Kohanim because of the Kavod of the Kohanim. We have a Mitzvah to give Kavod to Kohanim. And therefore, according to this, really, Darke Shalom is not a good reason. Because, guess what? It ain't going to be Darke Shalom if you take these sales guys also. When Shlomo Shaya comes home and he sees his favorite lamp is not there, it ain't going to be pretty either. No. What's the difference, guys, in Kohen and not Kohen? That's not Darke Shalom. The reason is because of Darke Kavod. We're not Chayav to give Kavod to Shlomo Shaya, but we are Chayav to give Kavod to, uh, I don't know who's a Kohen. Uh, Henry Freewell. Henry Freewell, yes, let's go. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're listening, Eli. Okay. Says, they made they testified, we said in the Mishnah, that they testified Ben Bukhri that the Kohen who does it gives who gives a uh shikalim is didn't do a sin. Amar Abrachya, Tama the Biokamazakai, the reason why Bokamazakai says, because the Zayitinu. Very, very interesting. How does Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai know that the Kohanim are supposed to give 
Machzita Shekel. He disagrees. He says the Quran is supposed to give. They're wrong. Who told him? He says he figured it out from the from the word Zeyitnu Kol Avera Pikulim. Now, what's the word Ze? Ze is Zayin Hey. Now, Zayin is Gematria what? Twelve. Seven. No, it's whatever. Seven Zion is seven. seven. Hey is five. five. Twelve together. All twelve shivatim uh, have to give mahasita shekel. Even the koanim. Sorry. Okay. Technically, there's thirteen shivatim with Manasheh Ephraim. Ah, okay. Thank you. Amar Tavi Ken Meshivin Hachamim. This is what the rabbis who all have been to Kai. Okay. It says, If you have a korban chatat and you can't offer it on the mizbeach, let's say the owner died or something like that, meta, you have to kill it. And chatat sibur meta. But the chatat of a korban sibur doesn't die. And therefore, just like you see, there's a difference between a private korban and a public korban. So too, the difference between the menachot, minchat yachid, kirevat kalil. If you have a private korban yachid mincha, which is only owned by a kohen, then it has to be completely burnt on the mizbeach. Ve'en minchat zibur kirevat kalil. So too by a mincha, and therefore your whole thing about the korban minchas that if the kohen contributes, it won't be it won't be edible and it's supposed to be eaten. It's false because you see. The same difference between a korban chatat of a private person and a public person could be applied to a korban mincha of a private person and a public person. And we can tell you that only a private mincha is burnt if it's owned by a kohen. But a public one, even though kohen has a portion, is not. And therefore you're wrong. Why are you asking a question to Rabbi Huda from something that he doesn't agree to? Which means, you're asking a question from this case of the Chatat, he doesn't agree. Because you look in the Mishnah and Yuhat says, En Chatat Sibur Meta. The, bright, the, the Mishnah says in, in Yuma that Chatat Sibur doesn't die. And Ridas says, Tamut. Ridas says it does die. So you're asking a question Rida from something he doesn't agree with? Doesn't make sense. Says Hu Motivlan, Lo Nidvat Yachidu. He says, you can't compare this to other uh, korbanot of Yachid. Because other uh, korban of Yachid, they don't give it to the tzibur. And therefore, Tirumat Shikalim is given to the tzibur. And therefore, it's not part of the Dvat Yachid. Which means that the money that comes from a Chatat Yachid doesn't come from the tzibur. Give me clarify for this. Hold on. But I think it's saying that the half shekel from the Kohen is not is not considered a sibur one. It's not considered individual giving. It's considered a sibur giving because because he's getting the money from the kahal and whatever. And therefore what? Therefore, it's not, it's not the same case. So they're trying to compare individuals to Tzibur's. This is really a Tzibur case. It's not an individual case. Give me a second. Hold on. Am I allowed to pause this? Will it work? Yeah, it does. Okay. It seems like he's saying, we're not, we're not, he's not going to answer that, that previous question on him. Why are they asking? Forget about that. Who Motivlan means, this is what Rabbi Uda is knocking knocking them off by saying. Rida will say no. He says you can't compare this to other korbanot of Yahid. Because the Tunumat Shkalim, the Kohen does according to Rida, the Kohen doesn't have to give. And therefore if the Kohen does give so, you, so since he doesn't really want to give it so much, so therefore it doesn't become a Korban Sibur. And therefore he says it's better for them not to give it. But if they gave it, they're not a sinner. Because they gave it, so it's okay. The reason why he'd rather you don't give it 
is because since the coin doesn't have to give it, if he gives it, it doesn't become part of the tzibur as well. So you might have thunk that he did a sin by giving it. No, he didn't do a sin. It's just not the best. Mm-hmm. The rabbis answer back, What? Yes. Since it's given to the tzibur, so therefore it's... Anything that's given to the Tibur, even if in, mo- in his mind he didn't have uh, a full mind to give it, we ignore him, and therefore it's not a problem, and therefore there would never be any problem, even according to your opinion. Okay. Ktiv, it says in the Torah, Kol ha'overa b'kudim, anyone who gets counted from 20 years old and up has to give it. Huvidar v'nechemiyah have an argument about this. Chadamar one says, Kol da'avar b'yama. Anyone went through the Yamsuf, he ten. So in other words, according to this, even the Kohanim have to do it. Because it's Kol HaOver, means Kol HaOver, anyone who walked through the Yamsuf. Over al-Pikudim means anyone who passed. What does passed mean? According to this, we're saying anyone who passed through the Yamsuf. The Kohanim went through the Yamsuf, and therefore they, that's how they learned. The Kharana, and the other rabbi says, Amar, Kol Davar Pikudaya. Anyone who went over the laws in front of Moshe of, of, of Nasita Shekel. That's only Yisraelim. Because those are the ones who were counted. Because we know that Moshe counted the Jews. And from the count of the Jews, they excluded the Kohanim. Mm-hmm. And they understand Kol HaOver. It doesn't mean anyone who went through the Yamsuf. Rather, anyone who went in front of Moshe. And that only included Yisraelim and Levi'im. Yisraelim. Oh, only Yisraelim. Hey, wait. What about Levi'im? Man damar kol so the one who says anyone went through the Yamsuf, that's that's good for Biochem and Zakai to say that they Chayav. That's good for Ben Buchi. Now I, I didn't think about Levim. Hold on. Okay, so it says on the bottom over here. This that it says in the Mishnah that we do Levim, that's only according to Biochem and Zakai. You're right, Ben Buchi will argue even on that. And he says Levim also Patur. That's, what it's, that's how it's explained on the bottom over here. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen. We'll start from the Mishnah tomorrow on the bottom of Gimel Murbet.